Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And right out of the gate, let's not mess around. I know you want to talk about the Knicks and the Heat. I'm not going to let you because Buster Olney is with us right off the jump here on 101 ESPN. Buster, good morning. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. The last 72 hours in St. Louis, sir. Wow. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, I, can't, I, I can't think of, you know, I've been I'm sort of racking my brain trying to think of a comparable situation in baseball history where, you know, a, a big acquisition, uh, you know, where the team has a long-term investment in that particular player goes south so quickly. Uh, and, and you essentially have a, the team one month into a, you know, five-year, $87.5 million deal punting, and trying to figure out what's next. And on one hand, you know what? If they if they believe internally that uh, this is you know something they need to do in order to try to turn this team around and win, then you admire them for it. But there's also no question about it. I mean, it's a debacle. <laughs> you know, they're, 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 you can't get away from that. Uh, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be making the decision that they're making. That is a perfect way to sum it up. It is such a short-term issue, certainly, but also the thing that I really want to focus on, and this is your tweet from from Saturday, is is the macro issue with being 33 games in at the time to his five-year contract and making this move. And what you tweeted out was, it's difficult to overstate the impact of a shift of Contreras to a primary outfield slash DH role if that's where the Cardinals land. Prospects will be blocked. Big dollars will be tied up. Lineup flexibility will be sacrificed. It is so material in so many ways. From a short-term perspective, now he's your DH. That then impacts Nolan Gorman, which then impacts the middle infield. So the log jam that they had in the outfield is now moved. And then now you bring in a bat that, God bless Andrew Kisner, but is not one that is going to intimidate opposing staffs. And that's just the short-term issue. Then you get into the $87.5 million on the books for the supposed Yadier Molina replacement and how then that impacts future business for the Cardinals, Buster. So I thought your tweet really summarized the situation concisely, and that's why I wanted to have you on to expound on how you see this impact in the Cardinal organization. Well, I appreciate that. In the last you know, 48 hours, he spent a lot of time calling around other teams because you know, generally speaking, uh, when you have a situation develop, you, you, you call around baseball executives and say, hey, what do you make of this? You know, what do you think about this? Because I have my instinct, but who am I? And I'm an idiot sports writer. Uh, and I, you know, but, but, and so I, you know, made those phone calls to folks around the sport. And everything that I wrote in that tweet, they were echoing uh, the last couple of days, saying it is a big deal. And essentially what's going to happen now is that some of the prospects they have are devalued because they're going to have to be difficult choices to make uh, you know, with some of the guys who might be playing corner outfield or might get at bats at DH 
or it might impact Nolan Arenado, you know, getting a day off uh, because they want to keep Contreras in the lineup or Contreras sits and, you know, the guy you're paying $87.5 million to is, is not in your lineup or down the road because they have this contract on the books. Uh, they don't necessarily, you know, be aggressive in pursuing a free agent. There are just a lot of dominoes that come from this. And again, I, there, there's a part of me that respects the fact that it does seem like the Cardinals are saying, you know what, this is not working, and if we're going to win in 2023, this is the way we need to go. And they were trying to, my sense is, and I have not been around the team, my sense is in reading the quotes, everyone is trying to make the best of an awkward situation, you know, trying to assure Contreras that they love him and he's their guy, but there's no getting around the fact that what the, you know, the Cardinals uh, signed him for, they're punting on it. And people around the game, you know, assume that, you know, at some point, yeah, maybe they might try. But generally speaking, they believe that his days as an everyday catcher are over. Wow. Buster only with us here on 101 ESPN. There are some insightful comments on the situation from people around the game. I want to ask uh, some questions that I guess if this were a, a, a court case, this would be considered background information. When you're speaking with other people around the game, as you have been doing over the last 48, 72 hours since this news broke in St. Louis, with initially him being an outfielder slash DH, and then John Mazalak, uh, then I guess, quote unquote, correcting that on Sunday and saying it's a DH with the goal to get him back at catcher how are the cardinals viewed at this moment i know with 2009 for example in the draft class and then what set the stage for a world championship and four straight nlcs appearances and then a hundred win season in 2015 that ended with an lds loss to the cubs that they were considered ahead of the game and their system was ahead of everybody else and everybody else was playing catch up because here in St. Louis, I can tell you, Buster, that even though the team would say, well, we've been to the playoffs four straight years, I think there is a sense that the organization isn't doing enough and has fallen behind. So when you talk with these executives, what is their perspective on the Cardinal organization and now this move that seems like it could potentially be an albatross? That they respect uh, their, the baseball operations department uh, and they feel like they're adept and obviously the player development has been excellent. There was a lot of surprise during the winter time when uh, the Cardinals signed Contreras in that situation to be an everyday catcher, especially to follow Yadi Molina, who, and let's face it, he's going to make a speech in Cooperstown someday because of how great he was as a catcher. You know, year after year after year, you could always count on the fact that Cardinals have one of the top 10 pitching staffs in baseball. And, you know, some of that was Dave Duncan and Mike Maddox, and some of it, uh, you know, was a lot of it with Yadi Molina. And so, you know, let's go back to a, a year ago where, you know, teams like the Mets and the Astros, two strong contenders in theory, uh, needed offensive upgrades to catcher. And both those organizations did, you know, their due diligence, had conversations with people, and they passed on the opportunity at Contreras. In fact, as you know, the Astros had a tentative deal in place that was arranged by the front office, and the staff of the Astros, the coaching staff, basically lobbied the owner, Jim Crane, do not do this. Like, the heart and soul of our team is our pitching, and Martin Maldonado is his respected leader, and you bring Wilson Contreras in here, he's not good at dealing with pitchers. There's a perception in the game that he is not invested in the – you know, all the nuance and detail that, uh, you know, catchers are required and that the Cardinals obviously got a lot 
uh, of from Yadi Molina during his time with the team. And so there was a big surprise in the sport that, uh, that the Cardinals made that kind of investment in Contreras to be an everyday catcher. So when it comes to this side of Contreras as a catcher, because the word that I've heard when, when the Cardinals are kind of dancing around it uh, with the reasoning is the word that I've seen more often than anything, Buster, is preparation. Is that the the reputation that the Contreras had toward the tail end of his time with the Cubs, which may have played a role into another thing you tweeted that the Cubs played this hand beautifully, uh, got the draft pick, didn't devalue him, and then other teams when they were looking at him in free agency thought might be a great offensive catcher, but he's not necessarily a great pitching manager slash defensive catcher, and is that because of preparation? And I'm only going to, you know, I'm not in the clubhouse and I, I can't tell you that I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's someone who has firsthand knowledge where I'm in the room, but I can tell you that, you know, the, the, the question in Chicago was how much personal investment he had in the, in the, uh, in the position, you know, Yadi Molina was someone who was absolutely obsessed with catching. <laughs> like he loved the art of catching of the relationship with the pitcher and, you know, how to handle certain hitters in certain situations. And the perception with the Cubs is, is that Wilson Contreras loved playing, loves playing baseball, loves to hit, and isn't obsessed with being a great catcher. And, uh, you know, that's why last year, and, and what I mentioned about them protecting his value, you know, he caught sometimes, but generally speaking, they kept him as an offensive player mm-hmm. because their concern was if they caught him too much, then it might expose more some of the concerns that people around the game had about them. And so my question is this. The Cardinals saw the Cubs quite a bit from 2016 through last year. How did they miss this? Uh, First off, I'm sure, I mean, Mo is a smart guy. Uh, I'm sure that he was aware of that. It did jump out to me in spring training how Wilson, they were impacted by their conversation with Wilson, you know, face-to-face with, with Mo and with Ollie and those guys going to see him and sitting down and having Contreras tell them that, you know, he wanted to be the guy to replace Molina. He knew that was a big deal, you know, to, to take on that responsibility, and he convinced them that he was able to do that. Uh, and then, you know, of course, they, they come out in spring training and, and say, hey, he's not going to go to the WBC. He's going to devote himself to, uh, you know, to, to learning the pitchers. So everybody was saying the right thing. But however we got to this point, it's clear they're not happy with the situation. Final question for you. Buster, only kind enough to join us here at the very beginning of Balloon Party on 101 ESPN today. Uh, looking at the Cardinals now, they've won two in a row. That ties the longest winning streak uh, to date for the 2023 team. Considering the state of the National League Central, uh, it's not beyond the idea that any team could catch any team. Uh, maybe people would take the Reds out of the mix. But when you look at the Cardinals in 2023, what do you see as uh, is there is there potential considering all of these circumstances that have taken place beyond Contreras? I mean, Jordan Walker was the story a couple of weeks ago. Zach Thompson's been a story. Tyler O'Neill and Ali Marmol have been stories. But now Contreras becomes the headline. Your assessment of the team and its potential in the short term? They are still the team to beat in the Central, which might sound crazy given how poorly they generally have played. But here's the, the fa- simple fact is they've got more talent than anybody in the division. 
Uh, you know, in the end, there's an expectation among folks I talk with with other teams. You know, the Pirates are a great story. They've taken a big step forward. But we don't know if they are going to be able to withstand this, especially with O'Neill Cruz out. The, um, you know, the Brewers are an interesting team, and they've got some high-end talent. But the, the lingering question that other folks have is, when we get to the trade deadline, will they manage their payroll like they did last year when they traded Josh Hader, mm-hmm. despite being in first place? Because if you're going to get maximum value for someone like a Burns, a Woodruff, a Willie Adamas, the time to trade those guys is this July. So will they punt? The Reds are, are getting better, but they're not close to you know being a team that's relevant. The Cubs are better, but I don't think anybody looks at them as world beaters. So I still, even with the deficit that the Cardinals have, I still think they're going to wind up being the team to beat. And who knows? Maybe you know the way this is all played out, uh, we'll add a layer of accountability to all the players in there. Like, oh, my God. You know, the pitchers, as someone told me, if if the pitchers wanted Wilson Contreras to be their guy, he would be the catcher. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, some of the pitchers who struggle at this point are like, okay, well, I use that get-out-of-jail-free card, and and maybe they start to perform better. It uh, It is certainly a pivotal moment in the 2023 Cardinals history. And honestly, I have uh, been following this team for four decades. It's uh, one of the most signature moments uh, that I have seen as a, a Cardinal fan slash talk show host slash television reporter. I can't recall anything like this. It has been something else over the last 72 hours. Buster only kind enough to take time out of his morning to give us his perspective. Buster only of ESPN with us here on 101 ESPN. Buster, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Buster Olney with us here on Balloon Party.